0: Welcome back to another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast. I'm your host, Noel, and I'm glad that you decided to press play and join me for another episode where we talk about the finest and the greatest in black vinyl music. That is what we cover here. Those are the basics. Let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be really an update episode, really. I don't have much to kind of talk about. you know that kind of comes par for the course when you're in this industry when you're in this hobby i actually heard that some people don't like to call this thing a hobby which is weird because i mean this is kind of like the, the poster child for hobby hobbies right like like i mean this is something that i mean there are a few professionals who are you know audiophiles and and engineers and stuff like that but you know the rest of us is are fans We're just we're consuming this stuff. And that's essentially what a hobby is. Like you're just consuming a bunch of um, a bunch of stuff. It's smart to kind of do what me and Ryan were talking about a few episodes ago where sometimes you shed some of the things that you don't need um, and you let go of some of the things that, you know, you feel like, you know, you're just holding on to for for whatever type of value they bring to you um, externally and hold on to the things that you really care about regardless of if that's equipment or records or sound whatever um and so yeah today's episode is mostly going to be around music and projects not around vinyl necessarily not super vinyl-y anyway um i do have a vinyl recommendation and i do have for the first time in a long time uh some recent grabs that i got over at birdland Uh, i went over to birdland a few days ago and um talked to jonathan 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 is a really awesome guy who I want to have on the show as well knows a lot about music. Um, He's like that director of um, I always forget that word. It's a it's a really fancy uh, fancy way of saying like um, curator. He's like there. He's like the director of curation or something like that. And um, and it's a really nice way to say like that. He makes sure that they get the good records in to the store. Every time I go in, I do find some really amazing stuff Um, this past trip. I found what is, well, I found our vinyl recommendation of the week there, and I found uh, a recent grab that I'm really excited to put on a turntable tonight after I pour myself a drink, you know, so. But yeah, we're going to get right into uh, the the first main update, Um, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a schedule change for the Record Spinner podcast yes you heard that right um now that the world is opening back up and um i want to try some new things out with the show um including some in-person interviews of course um some in-person setups and stuff like that um so yeah i'm gonna be changing the show around i'm I'm gonna be uh doing some creative things behind the scenes things that i've um i've done kind of on the fly here um i do need to follow up with a few other um future guest of the show uh, that's something that i'm really uh, slacking on and i need to hire help honestly but uh you know because i have so many people that i want to reach out to i have so many people who've already reached out and some who you know for for lack of a better word i've ignored almost you know i, I haven't really followed up on and gotten everything taken care of with a few of the people who are supposed to be on the show it's not good business practice man and you know i, I pride myself on being a professional uh, above anything else and um and yeah i want to keep that kind of going here so gonna rearrange the show a little bit so instead of every week i'm going to come to you every other week yes i know that that might be a shock to many um it's something that me and the girlfriend talked about a little bit as well um she was always a fan of kind of having the the very laissez-faire type of scheduling where it's nothing ironclad like I come to you guys whenever I come to you guys and I'm kind of mysterious and have a mystique about me with that and I thought that was a cool idea too but there's already enough know <laughs> there's already enough people kind of doing that type of um that type of work uh, or that type of scheduling and I wanted my schedule I, I believe when it comes to uh, content creation that consistency is the best key um, that's kind of like one of my hidden gems there if you want to take that and run with it um, consistency is the best thing i think um, being consistent uh being being able to repeat um week after week or or stay with whatever flow you've created um, i think it's the best way to f- find people and have people listen to you and find people and have people to you know to to enjoy what you're putting out into the world, um, and to listen to it, uh, what you're putting out into the world. Here we are at 32 episodes, I never would have believed that I've interviewed some of the people that I've interviewed. um, And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed that I would be able to have some of the successes that I've already had very early on in this, uh, in this venture. And I think that that's mostly to do with my work ethic and my consistency. Uh, Being able to show up week after week, even though sometimes I'm late, even though sometimes (laughs) sometimes I'm very late. uh, But, you know, being able to show up and make sure that uh, that you guys have something to to listen to every week. It's important. But yeah, every other week. um, So that means after this week, the next time you will hear my voice probably will be the 23rd. I believe it is. That's like the the next Sunday not this sunday yeah the 23rd so not the oh no no it's the 30th not the 23rd sorry so yes the 30th the next show will be on the 30th may the 30th not the 23rd um and you know a great deal of planning goes into this show and that's kind of what i want to talk about a little bit here before i move forward to the next update a great deal of planning goes into the show having ryan on uh didn't take a lot of effort because we our schedules synced up very quickly we we talked about our schedules we talked about what, what worked and what didn't work um and we we wrote out some notes and we got it done uh same thing with ruby Goldsmoke. smoke same thing with charvis same thing with uh with, with jonathan and g actually we didn't i think g got some questions and we we had some notes back and forth um but I think with uh, Jonathan, we just kind of get on and chop it up. That's the homie, you know, um, and G is too as well. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, there's very little effort that go into it. Even with those shows, it still has to do with scheduling. It still has to do with like making sure that you guys have an hour to talk, have two hours to get a lot of stuff down. And then you have another hour to edit or another three hours to edit if you're me. Um, and then, you know, and, and that takes time. So. It's very important that I have my ducks in a row with that. I've gotten a lot of the stuff down to a T editing is one of those things. I have my editing schedule down to a T, but like I said, my follow-up game, my reach out game is really lacking. And I want to improve that because there are a lot of people who were slated to be on the show in season three. And I haven't even, I haven't done due diligence with those people. So I apologize first and foremost to those people and a part of, and also in in addition to apologizing um i want you to know that i i do i haven't forgotten about you and i definitely will uh, be following up with all the things that i said i was going to follow up on once I get once i have a chance right <laughs> so <laughs> that's really the only update um as far as like you know scheduling or anything involving the show on the back end i do appreciate everybody who listens and who tunes in every week again i get amazing reception from a lot of people who listen to the show um even if they don't do the things that i'm about to plug and say do (laughs) which is like or rate uh subscribe uh, share all that good stuff even if they don't do that i still get really great stuff i get great questions every week i get great feedback from people every week and it's really really um humbling and awesome to see uh so i thank you guys from the bottom of my heart Anyway, um, update two. Uh, I have been invited to uh, a group thing, which is going to be happening on Sunday, later Sunday. Uh, So uh, when you're listening to this episode, I'll probably be um, doing it. Um, And I'm really excited to kind of get into uh, this community of of black and brown people who collect vinyl. Um, It's something that when I first started collecting I knew it. I obviously knew I wasn't the only black kid collecting vinyl, right? Like, that's crazy. Like, don't, you can't, you can't think like that, right? <laughs> Lo and behold, I found a whole community of amazing people who uh, who collect vinyl. And these are people who I wanna talk to. Regardless of, you know, what, what they collect. I know a lot of them collect, you know, stuff that I don't really listen to, a lot of contemporary stuff. Uh, some collect a lot of old soul. Some, co- I, I've seen some pages that focus on gospel only uh you know i've seen pages that only focus on on r&b and and you know 90s 90s r&b and soul uh, so we we all have different niches for sure uh but that doesn't mean i mean the one common thread that we all have right is that we collect this music on wax so i want to talk to to people about their experiences that's part of what this show is supposed to be about is getting different perspectives especially black perspective perspectives on why why vinyl right that's the that's the perennial question here so um so i'll definitely be trying to uh mix and mingle um on that on that little group chat and hopefully i'll um come away with some uh, some great contacts to kind of uh follow up with for the show there are a few people shout outs to um black liberation music on ig um really really think he would be i mean just from the name i don't i mean i've seen some of his collection, some some of his posts he posts a lot of good stuff um but yeah that the name alone makes me curious as to like you know what he's all about right so hopefully that show will be coming um up, up, update Damn, let me get my words <laughs> update three um is going to be about my recent grabs yay recent grabs so yeah I took a trip to Birdland um two days ago a day ago I can't recall I think it was Friday yeah it was yesterday so I took (laughs) I took a trip to Birdland yesterday um which made me really miss HR do know that I will be out there Charvis now that the world is open back up a little bit and you know and things are back to normal here in DC relatively um I will be heading to Brightwood Park um in the coming weeks for sure yeah I've honestly just been getting situated with with the apartment uh, getting things together with work work has been driving me absolutely nuts um and of course the show um so with that i just feel like my bandwidth for digging even the one thing that this show is fucking about right <laughs> and then my bandwidth for digging the one hobby that i love um has been kind of like nerfed a little bit and and i'm very sorry to all the record stores in the area i mean and not that you know i owe you guys an apology or anything but um not that you guys miss me right but 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 you know joint custody uh smash records um psalm records uh joe's record paradise up in silver spring these are places that i typically go to all the time and spend a lot of money and not a lot of money but like all my money essentially um and i haven't been to a lot of these places in a while and so i really do um i really do hope to get out to see all you guys um i miss everybody honestly ambrose and neil and charvis vince i miss all you guys so i hope to see you guys very soon um if you guys listen to the podcast of course so but yeah i went up to birdland uh which is kind of like my one-stop shop nowadays uh so close it's like literally like five blocks away from my apartment um went up there and spend a little bit of money only bought like four records and those records have or will be the recent grabs um for this week this is a part of the show that i don't know if you guys remember but um we used to do this a lot we used to do this all the time recent grabs and this is back when the pandemic was kind of in mid-swing i guess when the podcast was just getting just getting into full swing Um, a lot of swings but yeah and i would go to i would go to hr I would go to Birdland um, and I would kind of bounce back and forth between these two record stores um, to bring to you guys uh, my recent grabs. I also used to highlight the recent grabs that I got from like overseas and um, through Discogs and stuff like that. Um, And yeah, I mean, I'll continue doing it that way, but I just kind of forgot about that segment for a long time. And it made me think about it while I was digging at Birdland, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure I talk about this. Right. Like so, again, shout outs to Jonathan, who was awesome to talk to while I was at Birdland digging around and really shout outs to, to Birdland, man. Like they have really in the past. I can't I don't record. They opened in like June 2020 or something like that or maybe April 2020. I can't recall it was like it was somewhere around like the beginning of the pandemic but like it hadn't hit full swing yet right um but in that short time they have really gotten their used record collection like really beefed up i find some really good stuff over there every time i go man And, and this time i stumbled upon some ray charles what i'd say which is an amazing record 1959 ray charles needs no introduction to anybody on the podcast um this guy is a goat of the piano and a goat of the the voice he has one of the most distinguishable voices in all the music or had uh, when he was alive um the movie that was done by jamie fox um, his biopic is among one of the best biopics i've ever seen in my life um and i've seen i've seen a lot of good ones there have been some really good biopics uh non-music non-musician and musician biopics and this one i think is a top of just the whole biopic genre itself it's an amazing film um and i can't believe i'm saying this but if you haven't seen it go watch it but yeah, Ray Charles. What I'd say. Um, I also got uh, uh, Leanne LaHavis, Le I believe is how you say her name. Um, she's a British gal who um, who makes like I guess sort of makes the same type of music <laughs> that um, Janae Janae Aiko or Aiko or however you say her name. Um, she kind of I think she's in the same realm that like you know smooth, sultry. But contemporary, contemporary soul and r and music, it's good stuff. Uh, I gave it a listen um, and I, I really enjoyed it uh, front to back. It was actually really good. Um, that record I bought because I recognized her name because of a co-worker at, at my nine to five who shared with me and a few other people. Um, a tiny death concert uh, that she had done during a pandemic, of course, um, in the last year and i really enjoyed that it was really good i worked i was working to it and like chilling and like it was very mellow it wasn't too you know in your face her her voice is very sultry and soft and and beautiful all that good stuff i hope sultry is the right word (laughs) sultry like if that's like a masculine term like i don't know um but yeah she was she was really awesome Uh, and i really really enjoyed i really dug the music and so i saw this record digging through the soul stuff uh, at birdland and i was like let me let me go ahead and get give this a try um i also pulled out um which i didn't have to dig very really deep for this record because it it's like all the rage right now um but andrew hills passing ships 1969 it was released in 2003. uh this is one of the blue note tone poet series of records uh really really excited to give this a spin i have not listened to it um at this point but i will definitely update you guys on how i like it um this record is featuring lenny white and woody shaw ron carter julian priester who's on everything joe farrell um dizzy reese howard johnson i mean literally this is an all-star lineup i mean woody shaw is my one of my favorite trumpet players of all time um ron carter is literally on every jazz record that means anything to jazz music <laughs> um, lenny white the same with him honestly he's on so much stuff um and julian priester as well he's in the same vein on a lot of different stuff on a lot of different recordings um you can find them on mainstream things like you know on the columbia sessions and blue note and you can find them on really low-key and underground things too you know and that's uh, i think that's awesome um yeah that was that's probably my favorite that's probably the most anticipated record that i have uh for the, the recent grabs the last record i got will be the final recommendation of the week and that is of course going to be another pharaoh sanders classic 1970 deaf dumb and blind this also features woody shaw um, as well as gary bartz and cecil mcbee and a few other really big giants heavyweights in jazz and again 1970 um this record has only two tracks on it (laughs) like in pharaoh pharaoh fashion um and both tracks are absolute killer um really melodic both pieces uh but man uh that second that second track is uh let us go into the house of the lord man jesus that is just that is literal peace on wax like that's what that track is so and i mean it's a really long track it spans the entire side of the second side so it's that it's it's that long it's like at least a 10 to 15 20 minute track but you you don't you don't even realize how long the track is because you're too busy trying to pick up on all of the beauty and the peace and the melody that it provides for you it's peace personified peace personified it's the only way I can describe it anyway I'm going to take a quick little break, of course, before we get into what is going to be kind of a topic, but it's mostly kind of going to be a new segment, honestly, moving forward, where I want to talk about projects that are upcoming that I either want to or probably not going to listen to. And I'm going to explain a little bit why I'm not going to listen to it, obviously. Um, And of course, again, in, in, in the vein of not being gossipy or negative, I'm not gonna just list projects that i think suck or projects that i don't i'm definitely not going to listen to when i just don't care about but i'm going to list projects that i hope will spark conversation and maybe allow um you guys to provide suggestions to me about um about why these projects may be important uh, why i should actually give them a listen or why i shouldn't give them a listen if they're uh records i'm going to give a listen to and you know and we can communicate that way right we can talk about that we can have a discussion about that so that's my hope here and i hope i have some spicy ones today so i hope that you stay tuned um and i will be right back after a quick and brief break Again, thanks for joining me today uh, for another episode, episode number 32 of the Record Spinner Podcast. I'm glad that you decided to join me today. And again, this uh, segment here um, is new, so bear with me as I kind of uh, <laughs> muddle through my notes and of course muddle through some uh, projects here that I'm excited for. I have four total projects that I want to talk about today, um, two that I'm not excited about and two that I'm really excited about um and and they kind of fall in line with what type of music i like to listen to right mostly um so i'll start with the two that i'm most excited about since you know that i'm going to start with on a high note right charles lloyd i mean uh classic legendary saxophonist um, who is like mixed with everything? He's like African and he's uh, Mongolian or Asian. Um, he has some Irish in him. Like he literally, he's he is the world. He is the UN uh, in one embodiment of the UN in one person. But that doesn't matter, right? I mean, what matters is he makes amazing music. And um, I haven't talked about the legendary Charles Lloyd on the show, but I do have quite a few of his records among my favorite that I have are Discovery. Uh Discovery is an amazing body of work. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, but his latest, he's still alive and making amazing music, by the way. Uh, which is I love when our legends are I mean, Pharaoh's in the same vein, right? He's still making music, he's still out there killing stuff, and um yeah, I love that. I love that shit. Um, and this week, um, I want to talk about Charles Lloyd's upcoming or already released at this point i think um tone poem and i think i'm really excited to check this project out i haven't checked it out so if you have and you and you've heard it and and you've given it an actual listen tell me is it worth getting on vinyl is it worth getting on cd is it worth listening to is it worth my time um i do want to know this i'm serious guys i'm not you know trying to put out testers or feelers about this i have not listened to it but i'm tempted to it's a project that i really want to listen to uh, but just haven't given it the time because i'm too busy with all my vinyl that i do listen to <laughs> so um the next is sons of kemet sons of kemet is another group that I, I should have definitely been talking about for a long long time um they have done some really good really great jazz records um they're a group from the uk they're based out of the uk and uh, these guys make amazing music uh, i caught them in like 2018 i believe with their project um your queen as a reptile <laughs> which i mean a title like that just you got my full attention really freaky really out there project um it's not like super out there but it is a it is a different type of project um and it's one of those projects you you really don't forget honestly because of the title because of the music on the on the record um, you really don't forget um, the songs on that on that record their latest or their newest um, project is black to the future and I'm excited about this of course with sons of kemet like that name right like that makes it seem like they're like super pro-black and super into you know black things and and black liberation and and they may be like um they may be like hebrew israelites or <laughs> or like or or, or Moors or something like that so i don't know i don't know if they are um but uh but definitely the their projects are are very heavily focused on um black liberation and black heavy black pro-black themes Uh, Which I'm all here for. So now it's time to talk about some projects that I'm not excited about. Now, I know when I first started this podcast, I said I wasn't going to focus on things that I didn't like. I know that. But in the spirit of creating conversation and dialogue and having people reach out to me, which, you know, I already have people reaching out to me telling me that they like the show and you know sending me nice questions and some people you know are a little bit dickish i guess about you know about the audio stuff that i talk about obviously um but you know i have ryan now to you know come to my defense on a lot of that stuff so i appreciate that yeah i i feel like you know there i have to start talking about um projects that other people are talking about um that i may not really care about because you know that's just the way it works right i mean maybe there's some convincing or some converting that needs to happen on on my part um for you know for me to understand these projects maybe it's just i don't understand these people right so the first one j cole has a new project off the off season uh, i was gonna say off the wall that's michael that's michael jackson um but yeah j cole's new project is uh is the off season and a lot it's got the hip-hop world buzzing of course um j cole is like very close to kendrick lamar in terms of uh their stature uh personally i like kendrick lamar team dark skin <laughs> i like kendrick lamar way better than uh than j cole uh, but that's not only because of team dark skin. That's also team uh, lyrical content. I, now, being lyrical is one thing, and, and and everyone is entitled to to kind of gauge that however they want. Right. Like uh, Rick Ross is a lyrical, in my opinion, he, he's lyrical. Right. He's a lyrical wizard. He actually raps. He puts things together, concepts together. But guess what? I don't like Rick Ross's content. He's rapping about, you know, he's, he's braggadocious. Essentially, he's talking, he's telling you about how much he eats and how and how much he how much money he has and how cool he is and how you're not and you know and how much drugs he does and all this you know this is very braggadocious stuff um so the same concept applies here with with j cole not that he's not lyrical i i can never say that because clearly the guy has bars clearly but his content is a little lacking for me i try and ask people who are fans of j cole like what is it what is he talking about that really like that that grabs you that just puts you in that like i gotta this guy is the truth and i haven't really gotten a good answer from any from any of his fans so his fans don't really do a good job of defending him in my opinion but i mean one of the things that i do like about the kid is his whole like his whole thing about anti-celebrity even though he is a celebrity essentially um anti-materialism which he kind of tries to you know purport or whatever but then he goes and you know signs a deal with you know adidas or nike or whoever um so i think the kid has a lot of amazing uh qualities and uh things that he stands for but again his music for me is just like very much like i, I want to root for the kid i want to be behind him i want to be a fan especially like like i said with his like kind of how he he um you know he, he presents himself uh he presents himself in a very um i don't want to say uh, anti-capital because he's not an anti-capitalist he's a he's a he's a hyper capitalist essentially if you're rapping you're a hyper capitalist capitalist in some way shape or form Uh, that goes down to uh, the the biggest act all the way down to the most underground of underground artists you believe in some form of of capitalism you look at makami for that you look at doom like i mean these are underground artists who sell their who sell their merchandise and their products for hundreds of dollars well doom didn't really do that but um but makami for sure um and a few others so if you participate in this game you're definitely uh capitalist uh but i do like what the kid stands for is what i'm trying to say like j cole stands for a lot of cool things um but his bars for me is just like i don't know i don't know you you, you're kind of missing me bro maybe it's not maybe it's maybe he's not as prolific like i like like prophetic type of bars and and people can deem those as being preachy right like like uh, i I just named kendrick kendrick is teeter-tottering with that whole preachy thing right like he's preachy but he also shows you like like certain vulnerabilities within himself that makes you see that shows you that he's not perfect that he's not preaching that he's not coming from you he's not coming at you from a high horse he's coming at you from where he is which is the same level that you are even though he's not on the same level as you financially because he can buy you essentially (laughs) so so i mean uh you know he's he's an interesting guy to to kind of like measure um my favorite uh artist contemporary right now is um is like a cat like jay electronica um also like quelle chris I've talked about him on the show a few times. I think he has amazing uh, lyrical skill. So uh, I have been known to like a little bit more of like the preachy coming at you from like, I want to tell you what's going on and and what we can do to fix it kind of thing. And and not saying that Denmark or Quelle actually are like that. They're actually very akin to Kendrick in that way. Um, But I can definitely attest to J Electronica being a little bit more on the preachier side. And I get that. But i like it i like it so j j cole um let me know guys out there the off season is it worth it to give it a spin is it worth it to to listen to and why why what is it about j cole that makes him so amazing to you another thing that i really fuck with with j cole is he was a huge supporter of uh, the weldon irvine project that i talked about for like four or five episodes um and yeah, Victorious DaCosta actually mentioned that in a few different um in a few different interviews I've seen him do uh, that J. Cole was a huge supporter or was a huge supporter of making that project happen and um and making sure that uh, Weldon Irvine got his um got his just due, you know, even though it was late, you know, got his just due. The last project I want to talk about is is one that is kind of sad to me, but um, you know, it's whatever madlib and logic are reported to have um, or have been working on a project and that's cool uh, that's awesome but logic uh, man i'm not excited about this one unfortunately <laughs> so i probably won't listen to this one um madlib and logic madlib does a lot of work with a lot of artists who if if and when i hear them by theirself, without his production or without a similar type of production um i'm thinking about freddie gibbs right here right like i did not first i did not know who freddie gibbs was before he linked up with mad Lib. i also did not um i was not a fan of that type of hip-hop that type of rap right um it's not mine it's not my cup of tea necessarily but you put those two together and it's like It's like the, it's like strange bedfellows, you know, it's, it's very, it's very strange and peculiar type of, uh, type of setup or collab, um, even his stuff with the alchemist I'm talking about Freddie Gibbs still, uh, his stuff with the alchemist is amazing. And it's because the alchemist is the same as Madlib in the sense that he's sample heavy, um, uses a lot of, a lot of different, um, unorthodox types of, uh, of creating a beat, right. Um, and really sample heavy stuff. And so I like that. I like his project with uh, with the Alchemist. I think it's called Alfredo. I really like that. I really like that project. Um, But I'm again, I'm also just not a fan of everything Madlib does. And and that's okay. Like it's it's perfectly okay as a fan. I want to put this out before I leave here. It's perfectly fine as a fan to to not like everything an artist does doesn't mean that you're less of a fan. It doesn't mean that you hate the artist. Um, I think it, it means you're giving the artist a little bit of um, of their creativity back to them, because I think sometimes we like to put artists in boxes that uh, that we can't if they step outside of that box, we can't rock with and then we don't become a fan or, or we can't listen to that thing or whatever. And I think the best way to deal with this is just not listening to that project that you don't like and still calling yourself a fan. Now, if an artist progresses beyond where you're comfortable with, then you're just a fan of their old art. Um, So, yeah, I'm not excited about this project at all. And obviously, because it's it involves logic, who I'm not a fan of at all. Um, I have not listened to I can't stomach. And so what I mean by this is I've tried to listen to this kid, uh, but I cannot I just cannot get into it um g who was on the podcast he's a big fan of logic and he, he he hit me to a few songs that i thought i was gonna like and i was like oh i don't know um and, and again it's kind of like the same thing with like the j cole right like it's like ah, i mean it's just not my cup of tea maybe it's something he's saying that's just it doesn't resonate or it doesn't click with me um but yeah I, i'm not excited about this project so let me know if i should be let me know if you know if you if you have heard anything about it that maybe will change my mind and I'm all I'm all ears man I'm not that stubborn to sit here and say that I won't listen to a logic project um and and actually like it um because you know my mind's still open on that same thing with J Cole my mind's still open on that I am not closed minded to say that these guys suck even though I've said that about logic once actually (laughs) but I'm also just not a fan of their stuff anyway Let me know what you think. Um, You can always reach out to me via email. That is at the record spinner podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on IG and Twitter. That's rebirth of the cool. And of course, uh, the Facebook page that is now up and running 31 fucking followers right now. (laughs) Love it. Um, You can do that on Facebook. Just type in the record spinner podcast on your facebook and you should be able to uh, to like the page and follow the page and get all the updates that other people get when i release a show or any type of content that i'm releasing um in addition to that don't forget about the website that's the recordspinner.com, spinner.com and um, i will see you guys on may the 30th for another episode of the record spinner podcast you guys take care now peace